finding out now, especially, is we're having a little bit of a paradigm shift, right? Um, so when you're choosing pumps, it's not always about, I'd say, efficiency nowadays, but perhaps we need to start looking at the actual application, you know? Um, what is that lift station pump actually servicing, right? Is it servicing a situation where um, there could be a hospital or assisted living? Listening to the Efficiency Point, a podcast from Modern Pumping Today magazine. I'm your host, MPT editor Jay Campbell, joined by our producer Richard Council. You can find us online at mptmag.com, and please rate, review, and subscribe on your preferred podcast app, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, whatever you're listening to. It really helps get the word out. On this episode, we speak with Chris Skinches of Crane Pumps and Systems on how to best make use of non-clog versus chopper pumps as well as take a look inside the latest issue. But first, some headlines. First up today, the Environmental Protection Agency recently released a draft of the National Water Reuse Action Plan. This plan is open for public comment for the next 60 days following its publication to the Federal Register. The EPA is soliciting feedback on how to prioritize and implement these proposed actions. This draft plan outlines a set of proposals aimed at supporting and advancing water reuse around the country. The included actions can be led by federal agencies, as well as actions that can be led by industry experts, the private sector, and the research community. The process of creating the plan was facilitated through a multi-month collaboration that developed recommendations jointly with many nonprofit organizations and industry trade associations in the water industry. Associations such as the Water Reuse Association, the Water Environment Federation, the National Association of Clean Water Agencies, and the Association of Metropolitan Water Agencies all contributed to the report. Many of those recommendations are reflected in the draft proposal that is up for review. Concerning this report, David Ross, the EPA's Assistant Administrator for Water, noted, 40 states anticipate experiencing fresh water shortages in certain regions within their borders over the next decade. Diversifying our nation's water portfolio must be a nationwide priority, and water reuse has the potential to ensure the viability of our water economy for generations to come. Recycled water has a multitude of applications, including agricultural irrigation, industrial cooling, environmental restoration, and drinking water supply. The draft action plan supports many of those uses and acknowledges the variety of driving uh, communities, businesses, and others toward water recycling, including drivers related to concerns over water supply, water quality, water security, and sustainability. If you're interested in looking at a full draft of the proposed water reuse action plan, please visit epa.gov. In other news, Transparency Market Research has released a new report on the sewage pump market forecasting the period from 2019 to 2027. According to this report, the global sewage pump market is expected to reach an estimated $16.9 billion by the year 2027. In terms of volume, the market is expected to reach approximately 29 million units. Globally, residential construction is increasing with the rise of population, which is driving the growing number of wastewater treatment plants and also sewage pump sales. Looking at regionally, in North America, construction grew by roughly $1.1 billion in 2016 
to $1.3 billion in 2019. Also, an increasing number of treatment plants is driving the demand for sewage pumps. And even though the actual volume of wastewater has decreased in the United States, higher quality sewage pumps are required because sewer transportation and the nature of modern wastewater is now requiring movement of less liquid and more solids and disposables. We'll speak more on this issue later in the show when we discuss the difference between non-clog and chopper pumps with Chris Skinches from Crane Pumps and Systems. In Europe, construction industry is in the decline. Having reached $5 billion in 2017, it has decreased to $3.6 billion by the end of 2018. A notable exception is in Germany, where the construction market has grown 10.6% to reach $450 billion during that same period, with a forecast of $476 billion by the end of this year. Looking in the Asian Pacific region, as you'd expect, China is the most dominant player in the sewage pump market. India is a close second. And one interesting note, Japan, which is home to a mature sewage pumps market, is expected to increase its demand for sewage pumps due to a preparation for the Tokyo Olympics next year in 2020. In the Middle East and Africa, water scarcity makes reuse of sewage water crucial, and wastewater treatment plants play an important role in that effort. The report finds that trends in population growth in residential, industrial, and commercial development are going to push sewage market, uh, the sewage pump market higher. A similar forecast is projected for South America due to an increase in the number of wastewater treatment plants and a large number of sewage pump manufacturers investing in that region in the near future. You can find a full link to this report in the show notes for this episode. Our last news item uh, concerns a brief recap of MPT's recent trip to WEFTEC, the Water Environment Federation's technical uh, exhibition and conference, which wrapped up uh, last month in uh, Chicago. As you'd expect, it was a very busy and successful show because WEFTEC is the water industry's largest annual event, and it seems to get bigger every year. And speaking of big, one of the interesting uh, news items that we covered on the floor was speaking with uh, Lamar Barnes, CEO of U.S. Water. His company was recently acquired by uh, Japanese water treatment giant Kurita. Kurita uh, Water Technologies has annual revenues in excess of $2 billion dollars and has locations throughout Asia, Europe, South, and North America. But this uh, acquisition in the spring is the company's first major expansion into the American water treatment market. The deal was finalized in March, so Curita is now poised to, if you'll pardon the pun, make a big splash in domestic water treatment. Our producer, Richard Council, is also MPT's social media manager, and he was in attendance as well. Richard, what did you think of your first WebTech? I enjoyed it. Um... It was it was a lot bigger than I thought it was going to be. Um, everybody told me it was going to be pretty large, but uh, I got a lot of steps in and I met a lot of a lot of good people. So I, I definitely enjoyed it. I, I always enjoy going to these water shows because I love meeting the people in the water industry. Um, you know, the the joke we always say is that um, for municipalities, they're in water because they have to be. And uh, on the industrial side, they're in water because they want to be. And it's it's a lot of fun to meet people that are pretty driven in their industry. No, absolutely. It's uh, it's definitely mind blowing, you know, coming from, uh, you know, the digital side of, of what I've always done in my career field and uh, meeting everybody that, uh, you know, they, they definitely love water. And I think it's uh, it's good to see that transition. Were you also uh, was this also your first trip to Chicago? First trip to Chicago. Yeah. Did you try the deep dish pizza? 
I did. Uh, Richard, I'm so disappointed. We are a thin crust pizza podcast. That is our official party line. Thick, <laughs> thick crust pizza, deep dish pizza is casserole. That's our official podcast. We're losing viewers, we're losing listeners and subscribers by the second, but you, know, you have to stand on principle. It's basically lasagna bread. <laughs> I mean, you could just call it lasagna pizza, and I think that's a fair, fair statement. Yeah, yeah it's, it's very tasty. It's just, uh, it's not pizza. Plenty of cheese, that's yeah, for sure. Plenty of yeah. cheese, plenty of everything. It's just, come on. Spin, spin. Today's episode is sponsored by Scythe Chopper Pops, which have a unique first-of-its-kind patented chopping technology that slices even the most troublesome solids and waste streams. Scythe Chopper Pumps provide high reliability, ability to upgrade, ease of servicing, and low life cycle cost. Scythe Chopper features include an open center cutter design, field-replaceable heat-treated stainless steel blades, plug-and-play cord, liquid-cooled motor, and three-week lead time making it the preferred pump of choice to solve clogging in municipal wastewater applications. For more information, visit scythechopper.cranepumps.com. Joining us now is Chris Skinges, the market manager for Chopper Pumps for Crane Pumps and Systems. Chris has agreed to talk with us today to talk a little bit about the subject of chopper versus non-clogged pumps, an important topic when it comes to wastewater management. Uh, hi, Chris. Thanks for joining us today. Hi. Good afternoon. Thanks for having me. And uh, Chris, how long have you been working in the pump industry? Yes, I've been in the pump industry since uh, 2002. Uh, it's about 17 years. Um, started off as a uh, graduate from Purdue University in chemical engineering. Go Boilermakers. I uh, had a minor. <laughs> there you go. Boiler up. Um, tough Saturday last Saturday, but uh, we'll get back at it. Um, <laughs> but anyway, yeah, so um, started off in the uh, pump industry relatively uh, right after um, I graduated from school. Um, got into the regulatory side of the industry, um, so the DEP in Florida. And then from there, just kind of, you know, got into the pump industry. So I've been in the uh, pump industry for about 17 years now. And uh, have you been working for Crane that whole time? No, I've been with Crane Pumps about three years. Um, you know, previous to that, I was with uh, several different pump manufacturers and distributors and um, worked in manufacturing for about a year as well. And then, of course, when I first started my career, I was um, in the regulatory industry right. um, through the uh, Florida Department of environment protection. So that kind of really exposed me to, you know, the design as well as analysis of wastewater treatment plants and the regulatory side of things and things of that nature. Well, uh, I understand that you recently gave a presentation uh, here in our neck of the woods, close to Orange Beach, Alabama on uh, chopper versus non clocks. So what can you tell us about that? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, just to kind of give you guys maybe a little bit of a, background story, um, kind of leading up into the non-clogged versus chopper world. Um, so, so as you guys know, you know, I'm, I live here in Florida, um, and there's a big, big push towards 
you know, water conservation, right? So, you know, everyone's, uh, you know, there's always a focus on conserving water and the levels of the Florida aquifer and Georgia and Alabama and here in Florida, right? So, you know, water conservation has always been a big thing here, especially in the Southeast. And, and of course, you know, in the rest of the U.S. as well as around the world. And kind of what we've noticed um, in the past, well, I'd say 30 plus years, um, the United States uh, Geological Survey issues a water report every five years, right? And and according to that water report, we've seen that actual water consumption per capita usage is down, right? So over the past 30 years, it's down almost 25%. And kind of combined with that whole water usage being down, right? And that's primarily because of um, you know, low water washing machines, toilets, right. and um, shower heads, and these more efficient types of appliances. You know, water consumption is down, obviously. But what we have what we have introduced into the wastewater stream, especially the past, you know, five ten years or so, are these quote unquote flushable items, right? Right. Um, flushable wipes, swifters, um, cosmetic wipes, baby wipes, things of that nature. Yeah, I was just looking at a, yeah. a, a recent sewage pump report uh, that said that all. Even though the overall volume, uh, the liquid volume of wastewater domestically has been going down, uh, there's a need for higher quality pumps in water treatment because of all these, you know, potential ragging and clogging issues. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So, so the percentage of solids is increasing in the wastewater stream. And that's wreaking havoc, like you said, um, in collection systems, right? Uh, whether it's gravity mains, force mains. You know, lift station pumps, as well as a wastewater treatment plant. Um, so, you know, when I first got started in the pump industry, um, you know, I'd sit down and work with consulting engineers and and, and try to come up with pump selections uh, based on efficiencies, right? That was kind of always the main, um, um, you know, variable you were looking at when designing a lift station, you know, per 10 state standards, um, rules and regulations is, you know, trying to find a pump that was closest to the best efficiency point as possible. Um, you know, try to find a pump that would put you, you know, as close to that part of the curve where your variance enforcement pressures and things of that nature um, will um, reduce shaft deflection and, 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 and things of that nature. But at the end of the day, what we're finding out now, especially, is we're having a little bit of a paradigm shift, right? Um, so when you're choosing pumps, it's not always about I'd say efficiency nowadays, but perhaps we need to start looking at the actual application. You know, um, what is that lift station pump actually servicing, right? Is it servicing a situation where um, there could be a hospital or assisted living home, uh, maybe low income housing, schools, um, you know, some of these environments where you have these harsher wastewater um, uh, streams that are coming into the lift station that maybe a typical non-clogged pump at a certain efficiency wouldn't be able to handle, right? So you see so maybe these, there's a trade-off there. Right. Yeah. These different applications are influencing the choice you're making between chopper and non-clogged. Exactly, right. So, and it's not just necessarily a chopper, but it could be a different impeller type, chopper pump. You know, maybe we have to look at clog resistance trade-off as opposed to efficiencies, right? So, so I think that's the kind of paradigm shift we're seeing nowadays, especially when we're looking at selecting so it really is kind of a whole systems approach. Exactly, exactly. Um, so that's kind of what's driving a lot of this. 
um, in terms of, you know, looking at a, a chopper pump as opposed to a non-clogged pump is, is the true application, you know, uh, because at the end of the day, you know, how efficient is a clogged pump, right? Um, a clogged pump, um, it may be more efficient than say a chopper pump or a vortex type pump of color. But, you know, if you're having to go out there and unclog that pump three, four or five times a year, there's, you know, labor costs and, um, you know, travel costs and things of that, that nature that tie into the overall cost and life cycle of that particular pump, right? Um, whereas opposed to if you're just looking at uh, straight up efficiencies, um, you know, are you really getting your ROI, right? Depending on a non-clogged pump or a chopper pump or different types of color when it comes to handling some of these harsher wastewater um, applications. How has how that kind of outlook affected the work that you're doing at Crane? Yeah, so 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 Crane is kind of you know one thing about Crane is is um, you know we're very proactive and going out there and truly understanding the needs of our customers, right? So uh, a couple years back, we went out and did a voice of customer, and you know we were trying to truly understand what the needs of our customers were in um, this uh, wastewater treatment slash uh, lift station environment. And what we found when we talked to different uh, engineering consulting firms, um, end users, uh, counties, cities, municipalities, as well as contractors, is that you know pumps are clogging more now than ever, right? So there's definitely a need to come up with a solution to kind of cater to that um, uh, new wastewater treatment plant and wastewater treatment uh, lift station environment I was talking about, right? So, so we were kind of on the forefront of understanding that okay, we need to come out with a product that's going to help our customers solve problems. And the biggest problem we need to solve was clogging, right? And traditional non-clog uh, submersible pumps weren't able to solve those problems. So that's why you know we decided to come out with a, a chopper pump to kind of go after those applications and really solve problems and save our customers a lot of money. And what have you been seeing the response as? Uh, the response has been overwhelming. Um, so, so we're going out and, and, and talking to different customers. Um, I'm, I'm finding, for example, um, uh, that there's a lot of municipalities out there that have um, police station pumps that are clogging on a sometimes a weekly basis, right? And they're having to go out there and unclog these pumps on a weekly basis, and it's costing them uh, time, money, and resources, resources that they don't have to begin with as you're understaffed. And it's got to be these course, flushables that are getting in there and causing all these clogs so regularly. Yeah, that's exactly right. So it's, it's a combination of the flushables, um, fat oils and greases, as well as or solids kind of combining together and forming these fat burks, right? What do you think the breakdown um, would be about, uh, you know, in terms of these municipal uh, clogs? Do you think they're coming from residential, industrial, commercial? Um, it's, it's a combination of all three. Um, we're, we're seeing more and more residential uh, clogging because because of the baby wipes, right? Um, the quote unquote flushable baby wipes, and and of course I I can give an example just from my own personal use. You know I have three little girls all all in the age of seven years old, you know seven five year old and a two year old, and a lot of times with these wipes it's like least least path resistance, right? So you're just flushing them down the toilet. The actual containers of the wipes say they're flushable, right? So in your mind they're thinking they're going to dissolve in the wastewater stream, but at the end of the day they don't. Right? right. And what's happening is just kind of flagellating, coagulating together, forming these fatbergs and causing these uh, uh, um, clogs in the pumps. 
And so, so from a residential side, it's definitely picked up stream. And of course you have the commercial side of the business, um, you know, as baby boomers start aging and retiring, we're seeing a lot of assisted living homes going up here in Florida, as well as parts of the Southeast, um, you know, hospitals, schools, population growth, things of that nature, so all these commercial tech applications are also kind of catering to this problem as well. Of course you do have those industrial side of things as well, where you'll see different, um, uh, industrial facilities tying into a city or county force main. And of course, a lot of times there's no pre-treatment on their side. So they're actually introducing solids at the stream as well. So we'll see those applications that we're going after as well. Well, Chris, I want to thank you so much for sharing your insights with our, our listeners today. It's been a real pleasure talking to you. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Uh, before we go, uh, how can people find you online and how can they find more information about Crane? Yeah, so you can go to our, our website, www.cranepumps.com, and um, click on our uh, product selection uh, top of the menu there on the website and check out our information on our site pumps. Uh, that is our chopper pump that we've had a uh, tremendous amount of success in in the wastewater um, environment. And you can also look us up on YouTube as well. Uh, if you go to our, if you subscribe to our YouTube channel, go to uh, search crane pumps. And uh, you'll see all the videos there with our site chopper pumps um, uh, showing you guys on those videos how we're able to handle you know, all different types of um, components that are going into the wastewater stream, whether it's mop heads, wipes, pants, um, T-shirts, baseballs, baseball bats, everything, you name it, we're, we're chopping it up. So check us out and um, get in touch with us and let us know how we can help solve your problems. I will encourage all of our listeners to go to the YouTube site and watch the uh, baseball bat get chopped up by a chopper phone. Yeah, cool stuff. All right, thanks again, Chris. All right, thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. up the october issue of mpt is already in subscribers hands and since it's getting close to halloween we have both tricks and treats in this month's issue uh richard would you like to know what our trick is yeah lay it on me jay this issue includes brain eating amoeba I'm not kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, Mark Magda of Mueller Water Products shares how the inclusion of new flushing units has helped one parish in Louisiana present, uh, prevent a dangerous parasite from growing in its water system. Uh, and we also have some treats. And uh, you want to guess what our treats are? They're not brain eating amoebas, are they? No, no, no. Okay. No, but our, our treats are definitely 21 and up. Uh, Rick Allen of Bio, uh, BioLensis uh, speculates on how the introduction of CBD and THC products into mass consumption may affect wastewater treatment. And he argues for the importance of every municipality to complete a pre-treatment survey. You know, there's already 
the problem of fog, fats, oils, and grease in wastewater treatment. Now that CBD oil is becoming more and more popular, uh, it's going to be a concern going forward. So, CBD oil f- just being poured down the drain, or from individuals? Oh, no, from its uh, from its production. Uh, oh. Similar food processing uh, produces many byproducts that end up in de- industrial wastewater. Uh, the same is true of uh, CBD. You know, and when it was a boutique market, it wasn't much of a concern uh, for wastewater treatment. But as THC products and CBD becomes more and more popular, it's going to be a, an issue going forward. It's funny that uh, none of these things are really thought about on the uh, on the tail end, especially, you know, with things that we enjoy every single day, like, you know, your, your craft beers and your breweries and and also, you know, getting introduced with the CBD oils. That's exactly yeah. right. It's uh, it's 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 crazy to see the, uh, you know, the effect it has on the environment on the uh, tail end that nobody really pays attention to. In our case study section this month, you can read how uh, the city of Las Vegas has bet big on their new Lake Mead pumping station, uh, a system that's capable of producing 900 million gallons of water every day. And we also close out our uh, series from Automation Direct on the basics of pneumatic circuits and how different options fit different applications. All that and more in this month's MPT. This has been The Efficiency Point, a podcast from MPT Magazine. Subscribe to print or digital editions online at our website, mptmag.com, and follow us on Twitter at ModPumpMag for updates on our next episode. Today's episode was produced by Richard Council. Until next time, I'm your host, Jay Campbell. Goodbye. <laughs>